Hello, everybody. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but this week we are not going to be having a new episode. So what I've decided to do is upload a Patreon episode for your listening enjoyment. And in this episode, it was an episode that we recorded last month, and it is for our bracket battles. This is something that Jake came up with. This first installment, we're doing robots. And don't worry if you don't understand what we're talking about. We explain it in the episode. But we will be back next week with an all-brand-new episode. But in the meantime... I wanted to leave you with something to listen to until we do return next week. All right, guys, take care. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. We don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It's a trap. Oh, hey, real quick, before we get into the episode, I wanted to go over the winners for the Bandit Contest. I've got three winners. Steven Chavez, Nicholas Santones, and Alfredo Tostado. You guys are going to get digital codes for Bandit. And I wanted to announce a new contest. And this is going to be uh, for next week. We're going to go over the winners for this one. And this is for the movie The Infernal Machine. Guy Pierce, Alice Eve, Alex Pettifer, and Jeremy Davies star in a psychological thriller about obsession and deceit. A reclusive author must confront demons of his past. When an obsessed fan looking for answers forces him out of hiding. Buy or rent The Infernal Machine and watch it today. It's rated R from Paramount Pictures. And I've got five digital codes for The Infernal Machine. All you have to do, I'm going to be sending out a tweet and a Facebook post about The Infernal Machine. All you have to do is retweet it or share it on Facebook, one of the two, and then screenshot that you did, send proof to contest at popcultureleftovers.com with the title The Infernal Machine and you'll be entered to win one of five digital copies, digital codes for The Infernal Machine. And I'll go over the winners of that next week. Not only do I have copies of The Infernal Machine on digital, but this is pretty awesome. I've got physical copies of Season 1 of Mayor of Kingstown. Five physical copies on Blu-ray. Mayor of Kingstown Season 1 is now on Blu-ray and DVD from Taylor Sheridan, the co-creator of Yellowstone. Mayor of Kingstown features a star-studded cast, including Academy Award nominee Jeremy Renner, Academy Award winner Diane Wiest, and Emmy nominee Kyle Chandler. Tackling themes of systematic racism, corruption, and equality, the must-have collection is packed with special features, including behind-the-story segments, deleted scenes, and more. It's from Paramount Home Entertainment, and we have five physical copies to give out. All you have to do to enter this contest is the same thing. I'm going to send out a tweet and a Facebook post, retweet it, screenshot that you did, and then and then send it to me to contest at popcultureleftovers.com with the title Mayor of Kingstown. We'll go over those five winners next week on the podcast. Thank you. Enjoy the show. Time in. 
Hey, welcome to another Patreon episode. We're doing a different type of episode, and honestly, this this what we're doing was not even not my idea. This is the, there's a there's a different brainchild behind this one, and it is none other than leftover Jake. Jake, tell us what the fuck. Me and Paul, welcome, Paul. Hey, thanks for having me. Excited to do this. Tell us what the yeah. fuck we're gonna be doing. I'm super excited. I love brackets, and I was struggling to think of a way that we could incorporate some kind of a fun bracket tournament as like a little bonus episode for this podcast. And uh, quick brief history of my love for brackets. Uh, back in 1988, Andre the Giant beat Hulk Hogan for the uh, WWF title, and then he handed it off to Ted DiBiase. Uh, that was. Do you guys remember this? I do remember this. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that was deemed illegal by the fictitious president, Jeff Tunney. I believe his name was Jack, Jack Tunney. Jack Tunney. Jack, Jack Tunney. And to decide who the new champion was at WrestleMania 4, they did a bracket-style tournament to find out the champion. Uh, this is where Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant disqualified each other. And I believe the final match was Macho Man versus DiBiase, and Macho Man became the WWF champion for the first time ever. And this was really, I was 10 years old. I, I was just in love with this idea of a bracket tournament. And from that moment on, I've just created stupid, dumb brackets my whole life. I remember right after that happened, I had Muscle Men, which were like the little pink plastic wrestling toys. And I would throw them all into a bag pull them out randomly and then create the bracket from those guys and like have them do WrestleMania style tournaments to decide the muscle man champion. And uh, so I just was trying to figure out a way that we could have a fun geeky bracket that we could do. And I decided on robots. Um, I was going to do, I was thinking eighties movies, eighties comedies, eighties action movies and stuff like that. But that stuff didn't seem as fun as this, where I think like the obvious winners and answers were going to be more obvious if we did something like that. Um, so yeah, I've come up with 32 robots. Um, I talked to the leftover army. A bunch of those are their submissions. As we go through these 32 robots, I will tell you who submitted what, um, a handful of them I submitted, um, a handful of them I submitted just to kind of be weird or be, have some interesting robots that may kind of create conversation or arguments or, or whatever. And this is what we're going to do. It's going to be a big robot bracket. I'm going to tell you guys two robots you're going to decide which one you like better if you tie if brian says this and paul says that then i will break all ties that's the only way i will vote and then we'll we'll move on we'll start with the uh the thrifty 32 and move on from there um and one more thing which i didn't tell you guys about i'm going to give you guys each uh, a superpower this episode and if you don't like any of the 32 robot submissions you can use your one-time superpower and completely eliminate that robot and put in any robot you want from TV and movie and video game landscape. All right? You got that rule? Oh. Yeah. Got it. All right. And if, if, that, if you decide to use that superpower, send me your submission through PM, and I will give you a thumbs up or no, because I don't want you revealing to the listeners other robots that are already in the list, if you understand what I'm saying. Wait, so we send you, uh, uh, if we want to eliminate a certain robot, then we PM you? No, no, you, you use your power out loud. And let, let's say it's, you want to put Optimus Prime in. 
you PM me that you want to put Optimus Prime in, and I tell you whether or not he's already in. Okay. Okay. Now I got you. Okay. And I'm using Optimus Prime because it's pretty obvious that Optimus Prime probably made the cut of 32. Right. So when you're putting someone in, you don't want to put in someone that just most likely is already in here. Okay. All right. So we're going to go from here. Um, we're going to go ahead and go from 32 down to 8 right away. So we'll do the uh, Sweet 16 matchups immediately when we get to them. What if you are you'll not, see how that... What if you're not familiar with, like, our submission? You're like, yeah, I'm not familiar with that. Any, and, I would, so I don't trust your tie-breaking skills at that point. No, it's, it's all, <laughs> it, this is just the way it works. It's not, it's not an exact science. Um, you guys can have any criteria you want for picking the robot, too. It could be whether you like that one better, whether you think that one's more iconic, whether that one could beat the other one up. You know, whether you would rather have sex with this one instead of that one, what, whatever criteria you want to use, <laughs> you guys have at it. We're going to get down to the PCL best robot by the end of this. All right. You okay. ready? Yeah, let's do this. Yes. All right. We're going to start off big, big submission for uh, the first quadrant. Uh, this one came in from Joe Stark. This was one that I believe Brian said I should put in when I told him about this idea. This is the T-800. Right away, we're bringing him in. He's got to be a big contender, I would think. All right, he's going up against, submitted by Brooke, Bumblebee. Wow. From the Transformers franchise. Um, we'll let, you guys can talk it out. Um, Brian, you submit first this time, and then Paul will go, and I'll reverse that every time. Is it Bumblebee from G1 cartoon, or is it Bumblebee from Bayformers, or is it Bumblebee, you know? You know, you know that's a great question. Uh, Brooke actually used a GIF when she submitted Bumblebee, and she used a Transformers the movie GIF. Okay. okay. So we'll say that's what it is. Yeah. Okay. What do you guys think? T-800, right? I think like if you tell people we're doing this, a lot of people would say he might be the winner. Seems like seems like a hard one from Bumblebee. Uh, honestly, Bumblebee, when he arrives, he's got all his weapons on him. And when the T-800 arrives, he's fucking naked and has to find man-made weapons. I can't see the T-800 finding a shotgun or whatever the fuck he's going to find in whatever time period unless he's going to Cybertron and finding weapons that'll kill a Transformer. I mean, he's, I mean, he's outmatched by weaponry, like, right off the get, and... Bumblebee's got more futuristic weapons, man. I'm actually going with Bumblebee. I like what you're saying. In a, in a fight, you think Bumblebee has the advantage. Yes. Oh, okay. We're going base if they actually face each other. You can go however you want, Paul. It's it's whatever you want to move this guy forward, however you want to do it. Man, I, I'm very conflicted on this one because I, I, I love Bumblebee so much from the cartoon. I do enjoy him in the movies. I really loved his own standalone movie with Haley Steinfeld, but man, like T-800 is just to see him be the pinnacle of evil in one movie and then to go be just like such an awesome, badass good guy. If we're talking about like iconic wise, yeah, I mean, it's T-800 hands down. Yeah, That's what makes this one hard. I'm going based on the iconicness, and I'm going T-800. 
Yeah. All right. So I got to I got to break the tie. You guys put me in a tough spot right away in the first match. Honestly, it's not a tie. If I'm going by being an, an icon, I'm going with T800 as well. All right. Yeah, you can change your votes anytime if you talk it out and you decide you want to go T800. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's, you know, I could look at this different ways, but if we're going by sheer like iconicness, like which one is, you know, the bigger pop culture fucking stud robot, it's T800. And yeah, I'm going with T800. Yeah, I think if it would have been a tie, I probably would have sided with T800 myself. All right. So we're going to go to the next one. This is actually when I decided this idea. This is the first robot I thought of, and I was surprised that no one submitted this robot. Also, it is the Iron Giant. All right. And then next up, we've got from Janine, Robbie the Robot from Forbidden Planet. Are you familiar with Robbie? Yeah. He, uh, his like slogan was, he's the hardest working robot in the biz. He was in a bunch of movies afterwards as well. Like anytime they needed a robot, they'd shove this thing in. Okay. Robbie the robot. I've got a li- oh, okay. Yes. I'm Feel familiar. free to Google. I'm totally familiar with this thing. Yeah. I figured once you saw it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I believe it's from the fifties. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. And it had all like the spinning kind of like gears and shit on him and had like this wobbly weird ass walk and shit <laughs> the pinnacle of robotics back in the 50s yeah yeah and this is an easy one for me this is oh 100 percent iron giant right no dude, robbie no yes of course the iron giant <laughs> yes iron giant all right and we're going down to the to the uh eight right away so right away we're gonna have t800 versus the iron giant oh shit oh that's now it's now oh wow oh i mean for me it's t800 all the way yeah i do love iron giant i love that movie i did love the use of the iron giant in ready player one but yeah uh, it's t800 man if you're basing it on childhood nostalgia, for some people, it might be Iron Giant. But still, for me, childhood nostalgia, it's fucking still it's T-800. I mean, yeah. I, I was in a weird space when Iron Giant came out. I was like 14. So to me, my childhood nostalgia goes back to watching that R-rated movie with my dad, especially part two. So, yeah, it's 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 T-800. Um, and to be completely transparent, I did not seed any of these robots, if you follow what I'm saying. Um, I just put them in a randomizer, and it made the brackets. So anything that comes up, none of that's my fault. I, I couldn't decide how to seed it. I thought about doing it, but who's to say who the number one seed and who the number 32 seed is, you know? Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. All right. We'll move on, then. We got T-800, our first member of the Elite Eight. I think that's well-deserved, right? Oh, I do too. I, I mean, it was, I mean, it's not easy. I feel bad for Iron Giant. I think Iron Giant had, if the Iron Giant had like other robots that he was going up against other than the T-800, he might end up in the Elite Eight. So like, this is a big one to knock out. I agree. Oh, yeah. I think, I think Bumblebee's in that camp too. I think if I randomize this again, both Bumblebee and Iron Giant have a good shot of getting to the Elite Eight. Yeah. yeah, I feel bad about Bumblebee. I do. All right. The next one is from Philip Dashan, and he puts in Tom Servo from Mystery Science 3000. Oh, I love me some Tom. I actually own a Tom Servo. 
Oh, that's fucking awesome. It's the exact same puppet. This guy makes them, and I own one, and he's fucking incredible. Damn, that's sweet. How much did that set you back? A couple hundred? <laughs> Dude, I got it on Etsy, and uh, it's and I got it at a discount, but it cost more than a couple hundred. I think it was around three fifty. Yeah, that's nice. Though. I wanted one since I was a kid, dude. Yeah, yeah. They say you can't buy happiness, but you actually kind of can. I kind of can. <laughs> All right. The next one is one I submitted from uh, Family Matters. It's the Urkelbot. <laughs> so it's Tom versus Urkelbot. Tom Servo versus Urkelbot here. Was that the official name for Urkelbot? I. I googled it and looked at the Wikipedia. I believe it was the Urkelbot. Because I remember the, the the ventriloquist dummy of Steve Urkel that they used in the Halloween episodes that came to life and was threatening to kill all the Winslows. That was Stevel. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go. I mean... I'm, dude, I love MST3K, dude. I gotta go with Tom Servo. I gotta go with Tom Servo. All right, yeah, Tom Servo moved. Well, no, Paul, what do you got? Yeah, I just, I, I, during pandemic, I became obsessed with, with a mystery science theater. And I will go with that as well. Like, I, I've, I've gotten a lot more joy and laughs out of Tom Servo than I have Urkelbot. It's interesting, though. It's like if you just take, a casual like group of people and throw up the Steve Urkel bot. They might not even, they might just recognize that it looks like Steve Urkel and not even remember those episodes. But I think like, I mean with, with MST three K being around for over 30 years, I just think he may not be as recognizable, but I think the only reason the other fucking robots recognizable is the fact that it, it's, it looks like Urkel himself, which is a more, like prominent like, character on. he's only in what like 22 minutes of media exactly exactly yeah yeah and tom servo <laughs> is like a mainstay on that show but see the thing is more people know family matters than they know mst3k yeah i'm not argue i'm saying i'm not arguing for that fucking urkel robot i'm just saying more people would recognize an urkel robot over tom servo but those same people hadn't even watched the episode, I'm assuming. Right? Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. Yeah. I, it's still Tom Servo. All right. So Tom Servo is going to be going up against the winner of this next one. This next one's a super deep cut. So get your Google ready. Uh, this one was from uh, Rebecca. It is Gort from The Day the Earth Stood Still. Mm. So I don't. Do you remember Gort? Have you seen the day of the episode still? I'm familiar like with this. Villain. Yeah, I'm familiar with this. Yes, it's yeah. where uh, the phrase from uh, Army of Darkness came from. The uh, Klaatu Verata Niktu. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> so Gort's so going up, up against, against. He is up against. Guess who submitted this one? Okay. The Mecha Godzilla. Daniel uh, Hapner. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. I gotta go with Mecha Godzilla. Yeah, this one this one is tough because I feel like, you know, the day the earth stood still is such an iconic film, an iconic 
radio reading where he might be one of our first iconic evil robots. It was just so terrifying. But man, Mechagodzilla has stood the test of time. You put those two together, you're going to recognize Mechagodzilla first. Uh, yeah, we just saw Mechagodzilla featured in the newest uh, yeah. Godzilla movie. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go with Mechagodzilla. I'm just saying from like posters to movies to toys, I mean, Mechagodzilla has just been a mainstay in the Toho universe. You know what I mean? So I got to go with Mechagodzilla. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't even know who don't know their sci-fi history and probably have no idea who the fuck Gord is. Um, all right, next up is two that I submitted. It is uh, oh no, my bad, my bad. We got to get down to the yes. eight with uh, Tom Servo versus Mecha Godzilla. Oh my god, <laughs> I want the poster. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that poster in my mind's eye already. Too. Like you're sizing up Tom Servo in that poster, right? Yeah. Yeah, oh, definitely 100 percent Yeah. Uh, Kong Servo or something. <laughs> Kong Servo versus Oh man. God damn. Because I'm definitely, you know, I'm I'm I personally am more of a Mystery Science Theater 3000 fan. But but it's Mechagodzilla. It's Mechagodzilla, right? Yeah, I I mean, I... This has been tough so far because I've had to put her, like... I'm just thinking of this sheer, like, iconic stuff. And it's... God, dude. Especially you see, like, Mechagodzilla go in the Elite Eight again. Like, possible Final Four against T-800 is a pretty epic match. So I'm going Mechagodzilla. Paul's going with Mechagodzilla. I would not sleep. I would not sleep well tonight if I said Mechagodzilla. I would not. I've got a. I've got a Tom Servo. I'm gonna let you know. What, I'm gonna let not fate First decide. Breaker. I'm not gonna let fate decide. I'm gonna let Jake decide here. And even if I lose, at least I can sleep well tonight, knowing that I got a Tom Servo in a bedroom. That doesn't have an owner that fucking won't stand up for him. You know what I mean? I got you did your part. I, uh, that's <laughs> very noble. Of yes, you. yes. And I mean, Tom Servo's been around for over thirty plus years. Started listen to started off on cable access television with Joel Hodgson. Gets a movie that comes out in nineteen ninety five. Siskel and Ebert give that movie a thumbs up. I don't know if they're giving a me- you got to look it up. You got to look up. The tail of the tape to find out if Siskel and Ebert have given any Mechagodzilla a thumbs up in a movie. So seems I, unlikely. Seems unlikely. You never know, though. Gene Siskel might have been a huge Godzilla fan. We don't know, but I'm gonna go ahead and just so I can sleep well tonight, I'm gonna say Tom Servo and leave it up to the gods. The gods in this case being Jake. So oh man, the first tiebreaker. And I'm just gonna point out that I've given up on the uh, alternating who goes first. I think. It, it's just working better. You guys talk it out. And as soon as you come to your decision, you go for it. I don't, you know, we don't need to deal with any of that. But I got to do Tom Servo and Mechagodzilla. I, man, yeah, both of these have stood the test of time for sure. Um, I'm going to go with Mechagodzilla. I, you know, I had a Mechagodzilla toy when I was a kid. I, he's always been something I've known about. He's always just been that big ass robot Godzilla. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Mecha Godzilla here. He's gonna make it to the Elite Eight. I wouldn't have thought Mecha Godzilla was gonna make it to the Eight. 
I'll t- I'll take the loss on that, but at least I can fucking sleep well tonight. Yeah, Tom Servo's great. I, I don't think he lost any kind of a chump here. No. All right, so here we go. These are two that I submitted. It is uh, Dot Matrix from Spaceballs, played by uh, the late, great Joan Rivers, and Bishop from the Alien movies. Mm. Mm, this Oh, man, this should not be as difficult. <laughs> uh, I Man, I, I, I'm going to jump in. I'm going, I do love Spaceballs, but Bishop... What a what an iconic robot! Um, you go into Alien, you don't think he like you're just expecting the alien, and then you get kind of you know his intentions, and it adds even more stress and horror to all of it. So, and I just thought the performance was great. I'm going with Bishop. I kind of put Bishop in here just to be transparent to see if you guys cared if I threw an android in here. Hmm. I don't mind. You're good with it. Okay. I He's not definitely mind. not the only one either. Yeah, this is... Oh, man, this is tough. I'm just like... Pure iconicness. Like, I remember Joan Rivers in Spaceballs, but, dude, I couldn't I couldn't tell you that her name was Dot Matrix. Yeah, that's that's a great point. I couldn't tell you her I, name. If was... I asked you who she played, you'd know everything except the name, probably. Oh man, I would be like, oh, that's Joan Rivers in the in the Spaceballs movie, and she's supposed to be like C three PO, blah blah blah, <laughs> and you know. But I couldn't tell your name. But you you show me a picture of Lance Henriksen in fucking Aliens, I'm gonna tell you that's Bishop, and I'm gonna tell you like that scene where he fucking scares the shit out of uh, uh, Bill Paxton with the knife and. You know, gets his head cut off, and then he comes back in Alien Three and talks to Ripley. I'm it's it's Bishop, man. When I was a kid, it really grossed me out the like liquid white stuff that came out of Bishop. Yeah, I was really disturbed by that. <laughs> yeah. That really stuck with me. Well, what stuck with me? What, like I was like, man, you can't trust this guy after the first Alien movie and the fucking how the how the the first android fucking went nuts on her. And shit, and so it was nice to see that like they had worked out the kinks in the, in the in the future generations of these androids. So I love I love Bishop. Bishop's one of my favorite fucking robots. So yeah, yeah, Bishop. Cameron was really smart with that writing too. I think he definitely played into that, knowing the audience wouldn't trust the robot. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. And well, look what he did with you know the Terminator franchise. Did the same thing. Yeah, that's a great point. All right, next up is uh, Marvin from The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, uh, mm. played by Alan Rickman, the the very depressed, somber robot. I love that movie, yeah. It's a great movie. Zoe Deschanel, yes. most deaths in that. Uh, who, someone else great is in that. Oh, Sam Rockwell. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great movie. Um, this next one wasn't nominated by Kevin Shanks. But he told me not to include this robot, which made me have to include it, okay? Mm-hmm. This is this is Vicky from Small Wonder. Oh my god. She's a small wonder. I looked up what the acronym for Vicky was to put it in my notes. It is a voice input child identicant. Huh. I used to watch Small Wonder in syndication. 
Vicky is an android in the form of a 10-year-old girl. Hmm. <laughs> I can't tip the scale here, but I, I know what I would pick. Oh, I I feel bad because I forgot the name of the robot in the movie, but I do love Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. It is Marvin. Marvin, yeah. And Alan Rickman, come on. Right, I'm going with Marvin all the way. That character would be like, they always forget my name. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see here. You know what? Again... And I love Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, but man, I, I, you know, if I just had to go with like, I'm just telling you, man, I used to watch Small Wonder all the time. I used to watch that fucking Small Wonder all the time. Yeah, we're, I'm going to leave this one up to the gods, man. I'm, I'm, the, this is a, watching Small Wonder was just that, it was, it was just, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to go. I was fascinated by that show when I was a kid. So fuck it. I'm going to go with fucking Vicky. From Small nice. Wonder, I'm gonna leave it up to Jake. I know who you're gonna pick, but it doesn't matter. I'm just gonna, I'm going, I'm going with Vicky. Yeah, put it on the record. Put it on the record. Who do you think would win if these two had an actual fight? Vicky. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. A hundred percent, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna break the tie towards Marvin. I, it's one of my favorites. So it's, it, you know, a character I nominated as well. So we're throwing Marvin in there. That's gonna bring us to. Bishop versus Marvin for a spot in the Elite Eight. It's easy for me. It's Bishop. Bishop, yeah. Yeah, that is an easy one. I would probably clean sweep that one if I was voting, so do not blame you there. All right, we are going to move on to this one is from Mark, Mark Buskin. It is Johnny number five is alive. And this one came in from Steven Chavez. It is R2-D2 from Star Wars. Come on. (laughs) Johnny Five, I'm sorry, buddy. I mean, if you had to face up against Vicky, you would have won. But you're facing up against R2-D2. This is one of the easiest fucking selections. It's R2-D2. Yeah, man. Johnny Johnny Five, I grew up with. I love that movie. Ugh. I gotta pull O'Brien. I'm like, I know where this is gonna go, but I feel, I mean, R2D2 is iconic. And I love Star Wars, but Johnny V just always has that little special place in my heart. And I, in the same way with Vicky and uh, the Mystery Science Theater robot, I, I cannot feel good voting against Johnny Five. So I'm voting for Johnny Five. You're voting for Johnny Five. Oh, wow. I love Johnny Five, man. Yeah, I think Short Circuit 2 is pretty much canceled at this point, right? Los Locos kick your ass. Los Locos kick your (laughs) face. Los Locos uh, kick your uh, balls into outer space. (laughs) I I mean, the fact that Stephen Fisher does completely, you know, paint his skin to look like a Middle Eastern man does not, like, I'm not voting for that aspect of (laughs) it. That's exactly what you're voting for. Oh, I heard Paul's other favorite movie is the movie where John John Wayne plays Genghis Khan. <laughs> Paul, I, I guess we're just lucky there's no robots in that movie, right? Oh, yeah. Fucking winners. Oh, boy. 
All right, I, I'm definitely breaking the tie for R2-D2 here. I, I have to. I, I love Johnny number five, too. He'll forever be part of my childhood. You know, Steve Gutenberg forever, but R2-D2 for the win. Um, can we rewind? Man, Bishop really got a nice cakewalk into the Elite Eight, right? He pulled all the right right yeah. stuff out of that random draw. I mean, he went up against... Who did Dot he? Matrix Dot and Matrix. then Marvin. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, Bishop just kind of fucking... He, he just, like, moonwalked into that he, he just, eight. Well, he, like, glided off the air, like, <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, man. This next one's a good one. Um, It's not one I thought of, but as soon as I saw the suggestion, I was like, oh, good shit. This is from Eric Marable. It is Kit from Knight Rider. Oh. Oh, shit. Oh, boy. And this is a tough one. I think this is a really tough first-round matchup. This is from uh, Ryan Thomas Feely. This is uh, Lieutenant Commander Data. Damn. What do you think? This is this is rough, right? These are two icons going going at it right from the jump. I'm I'm just gonna jump in. Like I don't have a ton of Star Wars or uh, I don't have a ton of Star Trek experience. I've seen some of the movies. Guys, if you're still doing your podcast on Zoom, do yourself and your listeners a favor. I'm going with fucking Kit. Paul's putting it out there. Kit. What, I did not look up what Kit stood for. Do you remember that off the top of your head? Oh, God. No, I don't. I can't remember I, that off the top of my I'm, head. I'm going for it. I'll get there. Hold on. I need to think about this, and I'm going to need some music to help me think. Hold on. Mm, of course, I don't have it ready. <laughs> I know exactly what I did. It is the Night Industries 2000. I thought it was going to end for something more like what it was. <laughs> Night Industries. Night Industries what? 2000. Oh, okay. All right, hold on. So it's... Kit versus who? Who was the other one? Data. From Star Trek. Data, Fuck. Hold on. This is brutal. <laughs> it's actually really good thinking music. It is good thinking music. <laughs> hmm. God, I loved that car when I was a kid, Jake. <laughs> Do you remember the evil one? Oh, yeah, I remember the evil one. R. Now... If you go to our website, at the bottom of our website, there's a flashing red light that goes back and forth. That's paying homage to Knight Rider, Kit the Car. That's awesome. Yeah. For as much as I love that theme song, and for as much as I loved Knight Rider growing up, I gotta give it to Data. I gotta get, I, like, I love Data. Um, Data's probably my favorite character on the next generation which i mean that had a lot of great fucking characters i mean i love the card but data's definitely my favorite um so i gotta go with data it gives me the tie man brent spiner is so good in that role too like if he wasn't as good as he was so many people would complain about the aging factor and the fact that he has it but no but what about what about mr feeney fucking mr feeney's voice is that car i mean his chemistry with fucking with uh 
I mean that. Yeah, that's true. Think about it. Both. That's an iconic voice, man. From so. I mean, I don't know, how man. Do th- how do you think they were doing that? Was he like there? Like, how how do you think they filmed that? That is interesting. You know, it's like it did. Yeah. How did? How did? It, was he there? And did Michael hear his voice, or did somebody else? I don't know. Was how, it all recorded? And yeah. Played a tape. Yeah, I'd be very interested in finding that out. Yeah. I, I got to go with Data. I I think even without the really intriguing matchup that comes from it, I would probably still go with Data. But yeah, I got to I got to go with Data. So we have the immediately Star Trek versus Star Wars battle of R two D two versus Data. Mm-hmm. Is that what we're doing right now? That's that's yeah. One of these two is bouncing out. R2-D2 versus Data. Do you think these two would get along? you think they'd be friends? I think... It kind of seems very C-3PO-ish. I was going (laughs) to... Listen, man. I was going to say that I feel like if C-3PO died, I think Data would be able to slide right in there and... (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I think he'd be able to slide right in there and R2-D2 wouldn't miss a beat, man. I never thought about this crossover until looking at this, how this ended up on the bracket, but that, that would be a very fun crossover. Yeah, it would. I would just read a comic book with those two. Oh, yeah. yeah that'd be great. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So it's Star Wars versus Star Trek on a, on a Star- very lower, on a, a, on a very low scale, because it's just two characters. <laughs> for sure. For sure. It's definitely not defining which universe is better by any means. Yeah. I don't think it even necessarily defines which one of these characters is better. No. We're just I, three idiots, you know? What the hell? Uh, <laughs> my personal favorite, if I just got to go with a personal favorite. Oh, go ahead, Paul. I know you got something. Yeah, I, like iconic-wise, I'm, I'm going R2-D2. He is one of my favorite characters from the whole Star Wars universe. So my pick is with R2-D2. I love just the noises he makes, like, for a character like that to have so much personality, to just have just beeps and boops, and then the late, great Kenny Baker was actually, you know, working the mechanics of him during filming. I just, yeah, I'm all for R2-D2. I love R2-D2. Don't get me wrong. Man, it's storming out here. I love R2-D2. Don't get me wrong. But, man, I feel like watching The Next Generation and just kind of seeing how Data was, like, learning about humanity and i feel like i just learned more life lessons through watching next generation and watching how data saw the world even in a future world how it kind of like you know a lot of the things that we're dealing with today and you know even when it came out in the late 80s up till today we're still dealing with i just think it like for as much as i love r2d2 i just think data left a bigger impact I think if the collection of, as far as for me, um, iconicness, you can't go wrong with fucking R2-D2. He's going to beat Data every time. But I, I think as far as like life lessons and learning and and I don't know, I was very entertained by Data. He could be very funny at times. I'm going with Data. I'm going with Data. Nice. That, that makes me do that. This is a really tough one for me. I Star Wars is definitely my favorite fandom of the two. But, man, when it's boiled down to these characters, I, I'm kind of siding with what Brian's saying. Like, R2-D2 is great, and he's super iconic, but 
man, Data is one of my all time favorite Star Trek characters. Anytime lore's in an episode, I always love it. Yes. I love any plot line where it's about like, you know, does this android, is he sentient? Does he, you know, abide by normal laws that everyone else should? And those kind of storylines, Star Trek does so well. And, and I agree with the teaching aspect. Like I watched Next Generation at such a young age and I, I thought about concepts that I never thought about before because of this character and the storylines involved with it. So I think I'm going to go ahead and give Data the upset against R2-D2 here. Mm. Data moving oh, cool. on. That's awesome. Data moving on to the Elite Eight. All right. So we're halfway there. We got half of the Elite Eight. Um, I'm just going to take this moment to remind you guys that you still have your superpower if you want to veto any of these robots that you just aren't into it. Um, you know, and you don't have to use it at all either, but you can't use it past the uh, initial matchups. You can't knock out anyone in the Elite Eight, you know? So we got okay. four more rounds left? Um, How many rounds? Uh, eight more rounds. Oh, eight more rounds. Okay, eight. okay. We're exactly halfway. We have four of the eight, and we have half of the 32 left to play each other. There we go. So okay. Just kind of giving you a reminder of what's going on here. And next up is this one came from Darren Bass. This is Ava from Ex Machina. Mm. Oh. Mm, mm, mm. All right. Up against, nominated by Stephen Redgrave, Bender from Futurama. Mm. Oh, shit. My cat is going crazy in my blinders right now. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I can't hear it. Don't worry about it. Okay. All right. So Bender. Versus Ava. I don't think these two would get along. I think they would have like a one night stand with each other. I really do. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think Ava's got better standards. That's true. <laughs> uh, I love Ex Machina. She was one of the people when we talked about this, I brought up. Oh, but I have so much history of fucking Bender. I haven't watched as much Futurama as I have the other uh, Matt Groening shows like Simpsons and, you know, even... I, I just haven't watched a ton of Futurama. I've watched a handful, but I've never watched, like, full seasons. Yeah, there's a handful of episodes you should check out. They When they do the really high science fiction episodes, they're really yeah. good. I remember watching it, like, the night it aired because I was like, I can't miss this. Like, this is a... Oh, yeah. They, like, shoved it down your throat yeah. when it first came out. Um, against Ava. What's the actress's name that played Laura Croft and uh, Alicia Vikander? Alicia Vikander. Okay, yeah. What's she gonna be in next? Anything big? Ooh, I just watched her in Blue Bayou. I know she got cast in something recently. Yeah, I can see it. Hmm. Ava versus Bender. What are you thinking, Paul? I man, I, I I thought Ex Machina was an amazing movie. It was an amazing performance. But I'm just thinking back to some of you know iconic Futurama episodes and just some of my favorite moments. Like I I always piss my pants when he joins the mafia and he's working at a restaurant and he's trying to get the mobsters a table. And there's a family there, and he, like, rips the tablecloth, and the first time he does it, it just rips out perfectly underneath, and the family claps. 
And he's like, no, I didn't mean to do that. And he smashes all the glasses off. He's like, get the hell out of here. Um, yeah, I, just, I love Bender way too much. Uh, and I do love Ex Machina, but I'm going with Bender, man. I, I can't. I can't vote against him. I mean, I don't like. I haven't watched every fucking episode of Futurama, but the voice actor, you know, he was in Adventure Time. What's his name? He's fucking. I fucking John John DiMaggio. He's fucking great, yeah. man. He's fucking. He was in great. the news a bunch lately because he was a whole. He was not going to do the new Futurama. Oh, I remember. He, he disagreed with how much they were going to pay him. Well, they got him, and then they settled. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You can't do it without him. Um, but I would be stupid to pick. Ava from Ex Machina over him. Um, That's a tough break for Ava. Yeah, I I just can't see. Honestly, I'm thinking about like who she's going to go up against in the Elite Eight, and I don't see. I see a better chance of fucking Bender beating somebody in the Elite Eight than I fucking do her. So I'm going to go also with Bender. Yeah, I don't blame you there. That's a good choice. All right. I um, also got a submission from both Brian and Paul. And Brian gave me three submissions, but two of them are already on the list. So I accepted his third. And it is the kid from Artificial Intelligence, Haley Joel Osment. <laughs> <laughs> the replacement child robot. <laughs> I was always a bigger fan of Gigolo Joe, but I both these characters are fun. Um, and... Boy, the the kid from AI gets a real tough break here. He's up against C-3PO. <laughs> the only reason I added the kid from AI is to sacrifice him, Jake, because I hate that movie. <laughs> so he's the sacrificial. Wow. He is the sacrificial lamb. I wanted to see him die in that movie, and I'm willing to fucking <laughs> willing to kill him here. So. <laughs> this feels good actually so brian submitted somebody just to lose yes I dude it. i fucking i can't stand that fucking movie i hated that fucking movie so um i mean yeah it was a collaboration between you know what you know it was stanley kubrick yeah kubrick's ghost and then fucking spielberg and it, i felt like it was just like you could really feel the spielberg in it and then you could really feel the kubrick in it and i don't think it worked i felt like it was just a mishmash of crap, and I hated that creepy ass fucking kid. So, yeah, C three PO easily. I mean, he fucking he could have gone up against Vicky from Small Wonder, and he would have won, in my opinion. So, uh, she would have won. She would have beat him. So, I yeah, it's easy for me. It's it's fucking C three PO. Yeah, oh, hundred percent, I agree. All right, C three PO is through. I, I would have broke that tie towards C three PO too, and I, I love AI. So, uh, <laughs> all right. Next up, we have Paul's submission. It is Baymax from Big Hero 6 against uh, Billy Blink's submission, the Fembots from the Austin Powers. <laughs> <laughs> this, seems, this seems crazy. <laughs> so <laughs> what it's, a matchup. It's, how many of the Fembots were there? I th- I think we only see three on screen. You know, I, I wasn't a big fan. Um, I had a rule when I started this that I wasn't going to do any robot armies. And then when I saw this submission, I was like, all right, I'm going to break the rule for the Fembots. A lot of people were submitting things like, you know, the battle droids, the robots from iRobot. And, yeah. 
I'm not doing robot arms. I can't would, identify one single one. You, I mean, I would have felt more comfortable had you said fembot number two. Fembot <laughs> number two. Yeah. The one that actually shoots from her machine gun ghiblies. Exactly. That's the one that I would have been more <laughs> comfortable. I'm go- It's easy for me. I'm going with uh, Baymax. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't like the matchup this brings, but yeah, I'm all for Baymax. All right, and we we got to circle back because I goofed up. I I fast forwarded too far. We have the uh, matchup between Bender and C three PO to deal with. Oh, to get into the Elite Eight, I'm going. I'm going with C three PO. I'm going with Bender. Oh man, you're making me do this tie. These are both characters I absolutely adore. Bender's probably my favorite character in Futurama. I don't know. It's it's a tie between Bender and Dr. Zoidberg for me, I guess. And then uh, C-3PO. Like, I have an action figure from every Star Wars movie of C-3PO, and it's the only character that I did that for. So I fucking love that character. I, I'm going to give this one to C-3PO. We're putting him into the Elite Eight. R2-D2 couldn't make it. We got, we got to have some Star Wars representation in the Elite Eight. We're putting C-3PO in over Bender. All right, so there we go. My mistake there. Let's get back on track. You would have had a better chance, Bender, if you went up against IG-88. <laughs> I thought about putting IG-88 was on the short list of people that didn't make the cut. So, oh, man. All right, and Baymax went through over the Fembots. Um, all right, this is one of my submissions. This is Ed209 from RoboCop. And the next one is from Taylor Mutu. This is Rosie from the Jetsons. Do you go? Do you so you say Ed two hundred nine? And I know some people say Ed two hundred nine. I've always said Ed. I think they named it that on purpose. I I think technically it's supposed to be Ed. It's like when there's an acronym and you just say the word. No, I think both are acceptable. I was just you know. It's I like, agree. It, I agree. Yeah. I think both are acceptable too. Yeah, it's like either either. I mean, it, the both are acceptable. Whatever. So. It's just curious to see like which pe- which one people go with. What do you go with, Paul? Do you say ED209 or ED209? I've always done ED, but I've also called AT-ATs, ATATs for years. I mean, I, just, I alternate. Sometimes I'll say ED209. Sometimes I'll say ED209. Sometimes I'll say Formula 409. I mean, it's just all over the place with me. <laughs> <laughs> Even when talking about the RoboCop character? Yes, dude. I'll be like, Formula 409. That's my favorite. Hmm. ED209 and what would uh, Rosie? Rosie from the Jetsons, yes. Hmm. It's a fun character. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I loved Rosie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Rosie. I want. I'm curious. I've always wondered this. My dad was a big fan of this '50s '60s show called Hazel. Mm-hmm. And she was a maid for a family. And I always wondered if Rosie was kind of like modeled after her as a robot. I bet so. Hmm. Ed 209. Robocop did not make the list, by the way. I, I thought about it, but I, I thought Ed 209 was a more interesting nominee. I, I disagree. I think, yeah. I think you get to the Elite Eight and you've got, you've got yourself a fucking Robocop versus Terminator. I think, man, I think that's the matchup people come to, 
come to yeah, show they up made, for. they made comic books of that. So I guess Robocop would be a good one to swap in if you wanted to. I'm using my superpower. Oh, I was just about to. That's a good call. Go for it. Do I have to message you? Not if you put in Robocop in. I just verified that he's not in here. All right. I didn't, well, I didn't want to break the rules or nothing. You know no, what I mean? No, cool. it's cool. I'm, I'm glad you asked. I'm not, I'm not Burger King over here with sometimes you got to break the rules. Slogan that they used <laughs> back in the 80s, Jake. So you're using your swap. I assume you're not going to use your swap so you can vote Rosie over Robocop. You're voting Robocop. It's Robocop. Yes. Oh, 100% it's Robocop. Guys, dude, the robot shot a dude in the dick. <laughs> he shot a dude in the dick. Yes, man. He shot a dude in the dick. <laughs> All right, this matchup is funny. Uh, Robocop versus Baymax. Oh, man. Ba- Baymax would not like Robocop. No. <laughs> no. I mean, no. for me, this is pretty simple. I mean, yeah. You know, Peter Weller, directed by Paul Verhoeven in RoboCop. The movie has stood the test of time. They, I mean, it's coming out with its own documentary soon. RoboDoc. That video game is coming the out. Video soon. game. Video awesome. games. I think it comes out next year, but. The, I'm looking forward to the documentary. It's called RoboDoc, and it looks like it's going to be incredible. I can't wait to fucking watch that. Um, yeah, that video game looks dope as fuck, dude. I, I can't wait to play that. It's RoboCop. It's RoboCop. Baymax has his own Disney Plus series. <laughs> Not that those are hard to get. RoboCop had his own cartoon, and RoboCop also had his own line of toys, and RoboCop also had a video game uh by Tiger Electronics that was handheld and an arcade game. Um, the I Nintendo think game made me so mad. The Nintendo game was terrible, but the arcade game, I think, was it Taito that made that? Yes, Tiger. Oh, the, well, no, Tiger the Electronics made the handheld. But man, I'm yeah, it's RoboCop. I gotta, I gotta stick with RoboCop. Comic book line. I mean, I know Baymax is huge, but man, I'm just pure entertainment for me. And I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it's RoboCop. Yeah, he was he was my submission. One of the first movies I watched with my kids all the time. Big Hero Six, not RoboCop. Um, uh, man, I'm gonna make Jake pull the tiebreaker because he's my own submission, and I just love this character so much. But I'm going Baymax. Man, I didn't even think about Baymax being Paul's submission here. Uh, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Um, I, this one's going to be quick for me. I, I'm going with RoboCop. RoboCop yeah. is like one of the most violent things I ever saw when it came out. Like <laughs> I probably shouldn't have been allowed to watch RoboCop. I think it formed a lot of my movie taste that I have to this day. This movie, yeah. like just my sense of dark sense of humor and things like were formed from this movie when I saw it. What year did this movie come out? Was I even fucking 10? Uh, RoboCop, I believe, came out in 87. Right, so I was nine years old when this movie came out. And we saw this in the theater. I, I remember vividly. We saw RoboCop 2 in the theater, too. And that movie fucked me up even more. Like, it's not a better movie by any means, but they kind of have more gratuitous violence in it, so, you know, for lack of plot. And that shit fucked me up, too. So I'm I'm going RoboCop. I Baymax is such a great character. Easily my favorite part of Big Hero 6. But gotta go robocop all right this next one cracked me up this is a submission from uh john counts this is the uh 80s globot that delivers the drugs to the girls if you remember this character 
No, no. What is it? Eight, the eighties robot that the Glowbot. The, the Glowbot from Glow. Oh. Uh, you first meet it at a party and it's distributing drugs, but then uh, the other wrestler turns the robot into the Glowbot and uses it as like the company's down to the ring and everything. This is from the fucking the show Glow. Yeah, you don't remember the Glowbot? I have no idea. <laughs> from the 80s wrestling show, not the Netflix show. No, from the Netflix show. Oh, oh, yeah. All right, that's fine. That's fine. Okay. Up against Ultron. <laughs> Which Ultron? Comic book Ultron or MCU Ultron? I, I, I submitted Ultron, and we're going to say it's James Spader Ultron. Fuck, I don't even remember the Glowbot, and I want to vote for that. <laughs> 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 you know, Paul, fuck it, man. I'm Paul going. I'm have a superpower. I'm going. I'm, I'm going I'm with Glowbot. Right. I'm texting you right. Well, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. There's there's one more matchup right in this thirty two, or is there a couple more? We have three more matchups in the thirty two after this one. Okay. So you're going to use your superpower. Are you using it on the Glowbot or Ultron? No, 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 no. no. You're holding I'm it. I'm holding it. Okay. I'm going with the robot. I don't even remember. I'm going with the Glowbot. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, let's well, let's go with the Glowbot. <laughs> oh, the Glowbot is going through. Yeah. Wow. Fuck you, Ultron. <laughs> <laughs> remember oh, when I was boy. talking about how I would only be able to sleep tonight voting Tom Servo? I can't go to sleep tonight knowing I voted for MCU Ultron. I, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. If I would have said. 616 Ultron, you would have pushed Ultron through. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I yes. was trying to give Glowbot a fighting chance when when you asked which one. Mm-hmm. And I did. Look at that. That, that, All right, this that did the one, trick. This next one's a big one. This is from uh, Aaron Ramey. This is Optimus Prime. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> and he's up against one I submitted. It's BB-8. Come on. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Optimus Prime. Easily. Optimus Prime. Optimus Prime. We got we got to uh, knock Jake out on this one because you know Jake's going to be picking BB-8. I think I would, if you made me break this tie, which I can't believe would ever happen, I would pick Optimus Prime here. <laughs> it would be, I would probably R2-D2 over Optimus Prime, but not BB-8. I would have told, if you would have picked BB-8, I would have told you to roll the fuck out of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy oh boy all right two more matchups paul still has a superpower if he wants to use it second to last matchup it's lisa from weird science and uh against wally and wally is submitted by uh carlos torres mm. lisa from weird science is a jake submission Oh, 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 let's rewind. I keep forgetting the Elite Eight matchups. Yeah. This one's, this one's going to be interesting. It's the Glowbot versus Optimus Prime. What <laughs> <laughs> a cakewalk for Optimus Prime. Glowbot. No. <laughs> Paul says Glowbot. <laughs> I also got to go with. No. <laughs> Fuck no. There's no. It, it, it's Optimus Prime. Yeah. Come on. 
Definitely Optimus. Till all are one. <laughs> Optimus Prime making the leap to the Elite Eight. You kind of knew who he would be there. Man, what a stack of Elite Eight. I can't wait to see this. Here we go. Lisa Weird Science versus Wally. I want to hear from Paul first. Oh, I smell a Wally from Paul. It, it, like, it is a Wally. I didn't watch much Weird Science, and Wally is one of my favorite Pixar movies. Uh, he is such an incredible character. Pretty much no dialogue except playing, you know, old music and stuff like that. But man, it's Wally all the way. I'm sorry, man. It's fucking Lisa from Weird Science for me, man. I'm telling you, there. Yeah, as a young boy watching that movie and Kelly LeBrock, holy cow, man! I'm just <laughs> come on. I, I mean, I think there's she. She probably pushed me into manhood a few times. Okay, so I'm I'm definitely going, and I know. I, I know who's going to win this one, but I don't care. I don't care. I might stroke one out to fucking 1980s Kelly LeBrock tonight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> didn't Word Science, didn't they have like a USA TV show at one point? They too? did. They did. They did. And they, I believe they used like parts of the same theme song from the movie. But yes, there was a 1980s USA TV show from Weird Science, which I never watched that. Like, I maybe caught it a little bit here and there, but I know I wasn't watching it religiously. But I agree. I was aware of it, but it was never anything I actually watched. Yeah. All right. So I'm breaking the tie between Wally and Lisa. Uh, yeah, you know where I'm going. We're, we're putting Wally through here. Um, I love Weird Science, too. It's a great movie, but it's not a movie that really holds up too well. I don't if you've watched it recently, it's Bill Paxson, Bill Paxson turns I into a turd. Him. He turns into a giant turd in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, you've convinced me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and the final matchup. I think this is the newest entry. Um, it is Jeff from Finch, the uh, Tom Hanks Apple TV Plus original movie. Okay. Against the Tin Man from Wizard of Oz. Is he a robot? He ain't no robot. <laughs> I would like to use my superpower. <laughs> I Googled the Tin Man. I put this in to make people upset. And uh, apparently in the novel, the Tin Man is not a robot. But in the movie, he canonically is. Huh. Okay. I had no idea about this until reading this. Paul's using his superpower, though. I'm using my superpower to get the Tin Man the fuck out of here. Are you serious? If he's a robot, man. Oh, man. Oh, God. If he was a robot, he should win that round. But no, you use your superpower, man. That's what it's there for. Shake up the game. I would like to get rid of the Tin Man and replace him with the robot from Rocky. The robot from Rocky. The Rockbot. Rockbot. <laughs> What was the robots from Rocky's name? I've looked it up. It's literally the Rocky robot. <laughs> the Rocky robot. Huh. <laughs> Man, I just think Fitch from that. What was that Tom Hanks movie again? I I love. I like Finch. the movie. Oh yeah. That, Jeff is the robot. Jeff, the Jeff robot. That's just too new, man. That's just too new. I mean, I mean, if the Tin Man is a fucking robot canonically with he's just way more iconic man man paul you you abuse your superpower dude 
<laughs> yeah, I Tin Man could have tra- couldn't have trounced too many people. I mean, maybe a few, but I think he could have trounced Jeff. Yeah, but man, now you okay? If you're going to be bringing somebody in to go possibly into the elite eight, do you think that your fucking choice of fucking Rocky the Robot has Wild any card, chance? <laughs> you did that. You think that that's, that, a, that's a great point. It's a great point, you, man. You, you, you did kind of abuse your power. You abused your fucking. I brought in goddamn RoboCop. You bring in the fucking robot that can't even make the Stallone cut. <laughs> I don't even remember this this character. It was the robot that Polly changed the voice to to sound like a a woman, and it would serve um, Polly the robot, and it was in Rocky Four. And Jake, when you called me, did we like? Was this not one of the first robots I recommended? Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, Polly but you don't use it as your robot. superpower. I'm. I I, I can't <laughs> see the. I I don't know. I don't like the Tin Man at all. Yeah, but you should have replaced the Tin Man with somebody that could go toe to toe, possibly, with fucking either RoboCop or the T eight hundred or one of these motherfuckers that are going to be in the Elite Eight. I mean, You're just tossing in a motherfucker that's going to get bounced the fuck right out. Now, I think. Uh, come on, it, we all like. I mean, I think this is all leading the way for a T eight hundred RoboCop showdown. Anything else? I mean, Optimus Prime is a wild card. You know, he's a. You could have brought in a fucking Dalek from Doctor Who, and it would have been better than fucking. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, they were on the short list too, but they fell into the robot army category that I was trying to avoid. I think I what you've done is you put somebody in just so you could not vote for them. Yes, I. That is true. No, I put somebody in to fucking kill for him, and it made things easier. But I didn't. <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the fucking. Here's the. That made our choice pretty goddamn easy. This is the last round, and you use your superpower to bring in Rocky Robot. You want to come at me with having a good matchup? You put in Haley Joel Osment's little dumb character. I didn't know how you'd. I didn't know how you'd react. You might love that little motherfucker. <laughs> I thought you were a Rocky Robot fan. I thought I'd be a pretty- I am, but Rocky oh. Robot going up again. You got to pick somebody that can go up. You're trying. You're trying to think like uh, it's it's all in hindsight. Like who like who Rocky Robot's going to be going up against possibly in the Elite Eight? And it's like I'd say any motherfucker that we've picked before this is going to knock Rocky Robot the fuck out. Unlike his, unlike Rocky, who doesn't usually get knocked out. look it i just did a google search for better robots than rocky robot and literally (laughs) you're so foolish i'm serious dude (laughs) (laughs) oh my god all right so it's rocky robot versus jeff from finch Uh, paul i assume you're going to vote for Rocky Robot. Absolutely. Since you used I love that robot. As a young kid, I thought it was very cool to see. Like, it gave me wonder, and I'm sticking by that choice. Jeez. Paul's playing the It Gave Me Wonder card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I played when I picked Vicky from Small Wonder. <laughs> oh, man. God, I'd fucking pick the Oracle bot over that fucking. Now, I love the robot from Rocky. Don't get me wrong. But just to be a dick, so we have to go to the tiebreaker. No, I'm picking, not you. I'm picking my boy Jeff, my boy Jeff from Fitch. Oh, man. It was so sad at the end of that movie. I, I guess no spoilers. Um, <laughs> I, you I'm say that after you spoil the shit. 
I, mean, I, I didn't say what part was sad. <laughs> What's sad is Paul what? picking Rocky Robot with his oh superpower. That was forward. sad. That I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to give this to Jeff here. I, I'm not even doing this despite Paul. I don't – I didn't even remember the fucking Rocky Robot. Brian had to remind me what the fuck it was. So uh, I got to go with Jeff. Jeff is waltzing into the uh, Sweet 16 here to uh, face off against Wally. So happy with my superpower. <laughs> Man, what a waste! What I mean, if your a goal waste! Was to set Wally up. I guess it was a decent use of your power. Your fucking is. thank you. Your superpower was a fart. You put in Haley Joel Osment just to vote him. Out. I didn't put Haley Joel Osment as my superpower. I put him in just so I could knock that little bitch out, Paul. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know the rules where you have to you have to enter a fucking robot that you like. <laughs> I didn't know those are the rules. If those weren't the rules, Brian, you didn't you did nothing wrong with your entry. I was looking no. for wacky robots as well as robots people are in love with. Yeah. Honestly, honestly, my other one, but I could not make this a matchup. It would have been Eva from Wally. Oh, you would have had Eva versus Wally. Yeah, and I could not do that. I could not. Oh, man, that's a better matchup than... Oh, come on, Paul. I don't want to do that matchup, though, man. Hmm. Okay. I don't like that. All right. All right, so we're going Jeff against Wally. Wally. Yeah, I'll go with Wally. That's easy. Yeah, Wally's, Wally makes it to the Elite Eight. He had a very strange journey to the Elite Eight, but <laughs> <laughs> he's there. All right, we got our top eight then. We're all the way through the uh, 32. Um, do a quick recap of who our top eight are. We've got the T-800, Mechagodzilla, Bishop, Data, C-3PO, RoboCop. Dark Horse Op- Candidate. Dark Horse Candidate. Ro- RoboCop wasn't even in the original list. Optimus Prime and Wally. I think that's a very solid Elite Eight. I, yeah, uh, yeah, that that's good. Very good. Very good. Can we uh, take a quick break? Yeah, let's take a break. All right, we are back to the Elite Eight. We're gonna find out who the number one robot is as voted by us. So uh, it's the T eight hundred versus Mechagodzilla for a spot in the final four. Hmm. Um, it's T-800 for me all the way. Easily, yeah. All right, that's a quick one. That was a quick one. I would have voted T-800 on that one as well. Um, all right, and then we have the Battle of the Androids to get into the Final Four. It's Bishop versus Data. I, man, I definitely got to go with Data. I mean, as for as for amazing as a character as Bishop is. And amazing as the actor is, I mean, I, I got to go with my boy Brent Spiner, Data. Yeah. How many movies was Bishop in? Two, two of the Alien movies. He was in Aliens, and then he did show up in Alien Three, but only yes. as a cameo in Three, and it was only like maybe an arm and his head that were left that she kind of like revived for just a very short moment. She was able to talk to Data, and that, so it, he wasn't around for that long. Uh, data uh bishop i mean yeah yeah i remember that scene that was one of the coolest scenes in alien 3 
Yeah, I was not a huge fan of Alien 3, man. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's David Fincher, too, which is crazy. Yeah. At this point, a legendary director. But there's a, a lot of stories that that's one of the movies where the studio really stepped in and, like, had their hand with it. And it was way too early to kill Ripley. So... Yeah, what a ballsy ending. They had to yeah. fucking jump through hoops to get her back in Alien Resurrection. Yeah, well, I mean, it was a it was a clone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think iconic-wise, just here, you know, he's in the one movie and then a couple minutes in the next. I, you know, Brent Spiner's been, you know, I think, like, isn't he reprising? He's He's been in the Picard series, right, as his character? I can't confirm that, but probably. I've heard that there's been a lot of next generation cameos in that show and he'd well, be willing to do anything. They're doing, yeah. I mean, a lot of them are coming back for season three. I actually talked to Neil about this and Neil said I can skip season two, which I didn't watch. And he said you can probably just jump to three. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, he's been so ingrained in pop culture and different shows showing up, you know, as the guy that plays Data. So I'm going to go with Data. All right, Data's into the final four, and that leads us to C-3PO versus a RoboCop. Man, C-3PO would be scared shitless with this encounter. Yeah, C-3PO's getting his dick shot off. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have a Wookiee to protect you. Um, I want to hear from Paul. Oh, I mean, like, iconic-wise, Star Wars... You know, is awesome. You know, C three PO is like is a great character, but man, dude, I fucking love RoboCop. That that movie is amazing. Peter Weller is fantastic, and I just you know I maybe I'm a little greedy at the final matchup I want to see, but I also feel totally justified in picking RoboCop over C three PO. And this is a tough one because I'm thinking to myself like it's basically I'm talking about. Two good movies versus, I mean, just a character that's fucking stood the test. They both stood the test of time. Almost one and a half good movies for RoboCop, in my opinion. I love RoboCop, too. Yeah. You've never seen the uh, Samuel Jackson remake, have you? No, and I refuse. I refuse. It wasn't terrible. It's PG-13, it's Samuel Jackson, it's Michael Keaton, it's Joel Kinnaman. I love all of them, but I cannot, I'm not down with another fucking PG-13 RoboCop movie. Fucking shame it was it's, rated It's, it's like against the whole, like, point of the first RoboCop movie to do PG-13. It's all, it's terrible that they would do that. And they did it with RoboCop 3. Oh, I remember Frank Miller wrote that. Yes, he did. Oh, man. I love RoboCop. I love RoboCop. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I C-3PO, here's the thing. This is why RoboCop can carry an entire movie. I don't think – I do not want to watch – as much as Disney Plus, I'm sure, would love to give us a fucking eight-episode C-3PO series. I would not <laughs> – That droids cartoon was not a great cartoon. Even no, as a it wasn't. Kid, I really didn't like it. It was not good. And I wasn't a fan of the Ewok movies either. Caravan of Courage and – I did like those. As oh, a, they were I, terrible. I recognize how terrible they are now. Mm. Wilford Brimley. Oh, my God. What an I, icon. Well, I mean, for me, it was like <laughs> they took – they just – and they enter, they started adding all this fantasy shit into it too, which was – it felt more like Willow fantasy than, than it felt like Star, Star Wars, Wars fantasy. Yeah. 
I don't know. I had a problem with it when I was a kid too. Uh, I'm, I got to go with RoboCop. All right, RoboCop advances. I probably would have broke the tie C-3PO there, so it's a good thing you pushed RoboCop through, you guys. Mm-hmm. All right, this one is Optimus Prime versus Wally. Oh God! Wally, this is easy. I'm not. I don't even want to. I'm scared to give Jake the chance to break the tie. So I gotta fucking say Optimus Prime. Yeah, I. uh, This this one is my toughest one. I love that movie, but um, man, just Transformers and that voice and everything. I mean, you can watch some of those clips and just be inspired. So, uh, I love Wally. I feel like I am kind of going against myself here, but I don't feel too bad because I just love both these characters so much. And I'm going with Optimus Prime. All right. Optimus. I, I would have broke the tie Optimus Prime on that one. A hundred percent. Thank God. hundred percent. All right. So we've got our final four. This is a stacked final four. We got a T-800. Data, RoboCop, and Optimus Prime. So we're going to go to our first battle here. It's uh, the T-800 versus Data. I'm going T-800. I'm going T-800. All right, that one's easy. I would have broken the tie Data on that one. That's just me, though. I... they're both icons, but uh, all right, this is a, this one would be a great fight to watch. It's uh, RoboCop versus Optimus Prime. Hmm. I want to hear from Paul. I keep going to the fact that, like, I just remember watching that movie RoboCop. Uh, I didn't watch it right away. I watched it when I was like twelve, thirteen, getting into like you know, like the more harder stuff, and just you know, I think one of the worst things is when people attack women in that way. And then to see RoboCop shoot the guy in the dick just blew my mind. I thought, you know, like, uh, especially doing a rewatch that movie, I feel gets better with time. Just kind of the whole, uh, satire and all of that. And I know I'm a huge part of my youth, but man, I just RoboCop really did something to my mind of looking at society and all that and, and what can be done in movies. So I'm going with RoboCop. All right. Paul goes with RoboCop. For as much as I would love to see a T-800 versus RoboCop, Optimus Prime, one of my childhood heroes, even to this day, I mean, I still get a little, you know, emotional when Prime is laying on the fucking table. And Daniel starts crying after he dies. I I mean, I got to go. I got to go with my boy Orion Pax slash Optimus Prime. All right. I got to break the tie between Optimus Prime and RoboCop. Oh, man, that's a tough one. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do here. Optimus Prime, like he's been around since my childhood. I definitely had the toy when I was a kid. Uh, I loved the cartoon as a kid, but, um, man, it's one of those cartoons that just does not hold up for me. Like, I don't have so much love for it that other than the movie, like the movie is on a level of its own. But the the actual cartoon, the 22 minute cartoons are just so terrible. So many flaws in the animation. I, I just can't even look at them anymore. And like I said, RoboCop really defined, I think, my taste. And 
I agree with Paul that that movie's just like it's fine wine. But so the much animated more. movie, man, they killed off a, a child as a child watching that. They kill off your hero, and kids are crying across the nation in theaters. Yeah, I, I love mean, that kind of shit too. That made that <laughs> made the news, man. That made the news, dude. That was huge. Oh man, maybe the closest like modern day equivalent of that is like when they uh, killed Spider Man at the end of Infinity War and yeah. what they did to these kids. And I, mean, I, God, yes. I love that. I loved hearing kids crying then too. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't know. I, I'm gonna side with Robocop here though. I know it's not even one of my original thirty two submissions, but man, now that he's here, like I gotta go. I gotta go with Robocop. It's my personal preference on this one. It looks like I didn't waste my superpower, doesn't it, boys? Yeah, you got him to the finals. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, the Paul. Final matchup, the legendary matchup. The reason you brought him in with your superpower mm-hmm. is so he could face off against the T eight hundred. Yes, yes. Now, which now I think now that we're in the finals. I think we've got to differentiate which particular T eight hundred. Dude, I was – thank you. I was going to bring that up. I think before it was like, oh, we're just basing it on the T-800. Now we got – I think we got to pick which T-800 we're going with. Are we going with T-800 from Terminator or are we going with T-800 from Terminator 2, Judgment Day? I'm going Judgment Day. I'm going Judgment would, Day. Yeah, I would go with Judgment Day. Yeah, I'm fine with that. And then we're going the Samuel Jackson RoboCop. <laughs> Joel Kidman <laughs> RoboCop. <laughs> No, I'm actually thinking about the RoboCop from the Nintendo Entertainment System video game. (laughs) (sighs) Uh, But both these characters had terrible showings on the Nintendo Entertainment System. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, Oh, boy. Movie games used to be like, you knew it was a bad game. Even as a kid, I was like, I want to rent this because I love this movie, but I know this is going to be a terrible game. And then you rented Batman. Oh, man, the music at Batman. Holy shit. That game was fucking awesome. Yeah, that's an exception that proves the rule. That's a fucking Sunsoft classic. And, uh, yeah, no argument. I'll tell you one video game that's better than the fucking movie. Wolverine Origins. Oh, that game is so fucking good. I think by that point, though, we've turned the tables and we were making good movie video games. But I agree that 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 game is better than the movie. That game was fun as fuck. Yeah, it was. Wolverine went berserker in that game. I think Disney helped change that around, too. Like, I remember the Aladdin game was fun and the Lion King game. Like, they were hard games, but they were fun as hell. Yeah. DuckTales on the Nintendo was hard. DuckTales, yeah. Chippendales Rescue Rangers. Yeah, yeah. One of the first two-player co-op games. Yeah. So, all right, now we're really off topic against uh, the T-800 versus RoboCop. I mean, if if, if, it, if it's T-800 from Terminator 2, Judgment Day, that is my favorite movie of all time. For as much as I love RoboCop, I never got, like, super emotional in the RoboCop movies, and I know they tried to pull that out of you when, like, he... You know, he does walk through his family home and starts to remember his wife and stuff like that. And they try to connect you with, like, him losing his human side and stuff like that. And they try, But, man, I'm telling you, like, 1991, 
seeing Terminator 2 in the theater. I saw it with Jay and seeing that kid who's, you know, Edward Furlong playing John Connor. And I mean, that, there's so many things that can go wrong in a movie where you've got like a child actor as one of the main leads and they, they, they just nailed it with the, the casting of Edward Furlong. He was a fantastic child actor. He had such great chemistry with the T-800 and Arnold just put on a clinic of a performance in that movie. And I mean, the thumbs up at the end. Hasta, yeah, la, vista, yeah. hasta la vista, baby. I mean, we can quote Robocop, but you can also equally quote the Terminator. Fuck you, asshole. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, and, and the, the stunts that, that, that the T-800 was able to pull off in that movie, you know, from fucking the motorcycle, the shotgun, shooting the chains on the fucking fences, motorcycle flying through the fences, being chased by a fucking semi truck. And look, I, I honestly think that fucking, you know, him going up against the T-1000 is yep. more of a threat than Ed 209 mm-hmm. or even the fucking oh, yeah. the nuke guy in the second one. So, even in the movie, Ed 209 seems inferior to RoboCop. Where yeah. You're, you're scared shitless for T-800 when you see the T-1000. Yes. The villain makes the hero. Absolutely. I got to give it to T2, T-800 all the way, man. There's no, I mean, there's, there's no question. There's no question. And I would give it to the, and I, I mean, even if it was fucking, Optimus Prime versus T-800, which is a matchup I don't want to see because, like, that's hard to pick. But I still think that, like, even though Optimus had a huge impact on my life, like, my it's Terminator 2 is my favorite movie of all time. I was just the perfect age. The movie still holds up. I've watched it with, um, you know, people that haven't seen the movie. I've introduced the movie to them, and they're just like, holy shit, I love this fucking movie. It is, I've seen it in the theater countless times. I went and saw it again when they fucking put it in 3D and they did, they, you know, they fixed some of the special effects and things like that. It is just, it is a masterpiece. It is a masterpiece of a movie. Um, even down to directors. I love Paul Verhoeven, but I'll take James Cameron over Verhoeven any day. It's T800 for me. Yeah, there's not much to be said after that, especially when we decided it was T2. Um, yeah, I gotta give it, I gotta give it to the T800 for this. I do, I, I love Robocop, but iconic wise, it's Arnie, it's all of the things you said, Brian, and especially to look at how terrifying he was in the first movie to just absolutely being terrified of him to then just loving this character in part two uh i thought it was a feat like no other so yeah it's it's t800 all right that's awesome t800 wins the tournament the first robot mentioned of the 32 the t800 damn who would nominated you... by joe stark what if it was a uh what if it was a fucking tie i don't know i don't know i was I was really leaning towards RoboCop, but I, I couldn't, I hadn't decided yet. Like the other times when I just straight out told you, I, I knew what I was going to pick, but I, I don't know. It might've been RoboCop, but I can't say that for sure. I no, was I, thinking of purposely going RoboCop just to get you in the mix with this. Cause I was like, man, RoboCop really like changed my life. But Terminator two is like the only movie I can think of that 
me and my cousin walked out of the theater and then without pain turned around and walked back in and watched the next showing. Yeah. So like, I can't think of ever doing that for anything else. Like anything having that impact where it was like, we had to say, <laughs> so yeah, I don't know what I would have picked put in the hot seat. That was, that was a really tough matchup. I definitely would have picked the T 800 over Optimus prime if that would have been what was going on, but I had a harder time with the RoboCop stuff. All right. Yeah. So there we go. That I wasn't sure how long that would take. Like the idea and the concept was easy enough to come up with, but I was like, man, this could take 90 minutes. This could take four hours. I, I just didn't know how much like banter or like discussing the matter it would take, but I think that was great. I would it take about two and a half, three hours. Hour and a half. Yeah. We've been recording for an hour and 24 minutes. Okay. Yeah. You, yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah, we blazed through that. We should definitely do that again. And if anyone's listening to this and they really liked it, you know, let us know. Email us and let us know what else we could put in a bracket. We're not really uh, cemented on what we would do if we did another one of these. And uh, I'm willing to listen to any suggestions. So maybe there's just something I'm not thinking of. So, yeah, this was a lot of fun, guys. Thanks for uh, joining in on this and being so eager. What's that? Oh, Oh, shit. It's the winter ceremony. Yes, dude. You got to give it up. (laughs) (laughs) He's the winner, man. We got to crown the champion. If it would have been Optimus Prime, I would have played You Got the Touch. Who who did the music for the Terminator movies? It's definitely like Carpenter inspired, right? Oh, it sounds very much like Carpenter inspired, uh, inspired. Yeah. Let me find out who did the music. Brad Fidel. The Terminator original soundtrack album by Brad Fidel, composed and performed on synthesizer for the 1984 film The Terminator. Fidel described the music as being about a mechanical man and his heartbeat. Almost all the music in the film is performed live. That's awesome. Well, that's different from Carpenter. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, this is fun, dude. We'll do this again. We'll figure out what we're going to do for, uh, you know, the the next uh, tournament. What are we going to call this? What's the fit? What do we call this one? Like, we got to have a name, colon. And I was thinking, like, colon battle bots on this one. I was thinking row bracket. Row bracket. <laughs> row bracket. Robo side. <laughs> I don't know. I'm down for whatever. I, I, I struggled with what to call it, like, for like the whole week and a half trying to I was like I still have no idea what we're actually calling this but everything else is done so let's do it yeah alright that's it Jake thank you so much for putting this together I had fun yeah thank you guys for satiating my need for brackets I, I can't wait to do it again <laughs> satiating my need for brackets <laughs> uh, I wasn't sure about this when, like when I don't know what the listeners are going to think but I had fun doing it and I hope they have fun listening to us kind of like try to figure out like you know who the winner was going to be so yeah yeah it's and if anyone listens to this and they want a copy of the bracket for themselves to fill out just hit me up you know how to get a hold of me you're a fucking patreon at this point you know what's up so hit us up i'll get that bracket to you all right guys yeah we'll see you we'll see you again we'll have another episode this month and uh thank you all for joining us for Row brackets or whatever the fuck. (laughs) Later, y'all. See ya.